Hello and welcome to the Highway to Health Show. I'm your host, Dr. E, the stem cell guy. In this episode, I'm joined by Julie Michelson. Julie is an autoimmunity wellness expert who creates amazing transformations in the lives of her clients through her coaching business. Having gone through her own health struggles, she's excited to help her clients skip the hardships of figuring it out on their own and start living joyful lives of true wellness. As you will hear in this interview, Julie was almost crippled with rheumatoid arthritis. She was on up to 10 prescription medications at a time and living a miserable life. She was in pain, without energy, and putting additional worries on her children. Stick around to learn how she discovered the underlying cause of her symptoms and was able to not only get rid of her prescriptions to recover her energy, but also get a renewed and vibrant joy for life and for helping others do the same by switching careers and becoming a health coach in various nutrition and lifestyle modalities. She now works remotely with clients from all over the world via one-on-one coaching and has even created the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity Framework to guide patients in making the changes necessary to reduce inflammation and optimize healing. Before we go on to today's interview, though, let me remind you that this show is a labor of love, which I do in my spare time. My current day job is running a company where we help doctors and other practicing health professionals become better entrepreneurs, allowing them to serve more patients and provide a better life for their families. If you are a health professional or you know of one who deserves to be doing better in business, check out pgformula.com. This episode is sponsored and produced by podcastinabox.co. I remember when I first launched my podcast. I had been thinking about doing it for years. I had read two books on the subject and signed up for an online course, and I still did not launch that podcast. You see, back then I was running a busy stem cell practice, teaching at a university, and traveling for conferences, so it was hard to find the time to start and maintain a new project like this podcast, which is where Pockets in Box came in. The team at Pockets in the Box handled everything, and I mean everything that had to do with planning, launching, editing, publishing, and marketing a podcast. Because proper podcasting is not just about buying a microphone and rambling on. There is so much more than that. If you're a busy entrepreneur, solopreneur, or even a wannapreneur looking to build a personal brand to instill trust in your clients so they will want to buy your products or services, but you don't have the time or frankly the desire to learn the technical side of podcasting, Pockets in a Box might be right for you. To find out more and see if your idea is worthy of a podcast, just head on over to podcastinabox.co and click on the appropriate button. When prompted, make sure to mention Dr. E's Highway to Health show in the How Did He Hear About Us section. Now, speaking of a podcast production, I want to ask you to please bear with me and my guests in this and a few of the upcoming episodes since they've been recorded during COVID, where both them and I were both at home, usually on a shared family Wi-Fi, and so there's a few drops in connection. The guys at Pockets in a Box do a great job at salvaging most of the conversation, but there are usually certain places where there's, well, nothing that can be done to avoid it. I think they're barely noticeable, but I'll let you be the judge of that. In any case, let's get to it. Here is my conversation with Julie Michelson. And remember, you are on the highway to health, and I'm your guide to get you there. Are you ready to live ageless? Want to discover alternative health choices, cutting edge nutrition, and fitness for the entire family? Welcome to Highway to Health Show with your host, Dr. E, the stem cell guy, where Dr. E helps you live ageless. And now, here's your host, Dr. E. 
and welcome back to another episode of the Highway to Health Show. I am your host, Dr. E, the stem cell guy, and sitting in front of me is Julie Michelson, whom I'll let introduce herself before I butcher her name again. <laughs> so Julie, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm doing well, thanks. That's amazing to hear. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what, what got you started doing what you're currently doing? Absolutely. Like many of us in in the wellness world, um, I got here through my own health journey. Um, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis about probably 17 years ago now and spent a full decade in decline. Um, Went the conventional medicine route, had amazing doctors who had plenty of prescriptions to share. Unfortunately, none of them helped. Um, And so about a decade into that journey, I was on 10 prescriptions. Um, I was not as active and involved in my life as I wanted to be. I was a single mom for all of that time. Um, And my daughter came to me one day and said, mom, please don't die. Um, She was afraid I was going to leave them. Um, My dad had passed away at age 54 and he had seemed healthy till he left us. So it it wasn't a, you know, a strange childhood fear. It, It was based in reality of her watching my health decline. Um, And so I just started to learn and do and try and like, okay, I know the doctors, the doctors told me I couldn't heal and I believed them. um, But I thought, well, I I have to try. Uh, And so that began my journey of many years of, of experimentation and education um, of slowly step-by-step putting my health back together to get off of all my medications, have a fully active life, pain-free with energy, Um, And so my gratitude for that has made it my mission to help others do the same. That's incredible. So you're currently completely off medications of being on on, on 10 medications, 10 10 prescriptions for for rheumatoid arthritis. You're currently like totally off medications, no pain, full of energy. Correct. Correct. That doesn't happen. Come on. You know, when I heard stories like like mine, um, I'm kind of ashamed to say at this point, years ago, when I'd hear about people who healed, um, the story in my head was, oh, they must not have really been as sick as me, right? Like, there's no way, you know? Um, so, and I've, I, I help people do it every day. This is what I do. I watch it over and over. It works. That's incredible. And it is, you know what, it is part of our upbringing in not upbringing, but our, our, our background or education in medical school and traditional Western medicine. That's that's how we're trained. You know, I've I've shared before in, in the podcast that my background in regenerative medicine, uh, we treated with stem cells a lot of conditions that were previously considered untreatable, and we we saw some astounding changes. Like patients with you know, we had this one patient from Bermuda, and I will always remember her, and she came to see us while she was waiting to be uh, to have a lung transplant in, in, in a hospital in New York. And the survival rate of a lung transplant for, you know, for five years is about five to 15%. So if, if you're within that 15%, you might live to five years after the lung transplant. And she came down for treatment and she, she, had, a, she had a stem cell treatment. And she dramatically improved her respiratory function test, everything, her lifestyle, everything improved tremendously, right? And, and so she went back home to Bermuda and then went to her follow-up in New York a couple of months later. 
And the doctors over there who were already ready to operate on her and do a lung transplant, when they saw the new respiratory function tests and they heard the story, you know what they said? We must have misdiagnosed you. It's impossible for you to be like this now. <laughs> it, I have goosebumps. I'm shocked. Yes. <laughs> she, she literally thought, she thought, you know what? These guys are going to think that this is the best thing since sliced bread. They're going to go down to Cancun. They're going to find out what they've been doing and they're going to start doing it with all the patients. And the automatic response was, well, we must have misdiagnosed you. Sure. Because the, the rest is out of their concept of reality. So, well, in general, that's, that's what we've been trained. And, and just like you, you said it at the beginning, you said, you know, my doctors told me that there was no solution and I believed them. Yep. They've been told that since the first day of medical school, if somebody comes in with, with diabetes, they're going to have it for the rest of their life. If somebody right. comes down with rheumatoid arthritis, they're going to have it for the rest of their life. These are conditions that we do not cure. As a matter of fact, we're trained that only surgery in certain points, in certain cases, cures something. Like if you have a you know a burst appendix and they go in and they remove it, then you're cured. Other than that, you, you're not. So it, and it's, if, it's, I, if I have a burst appendix, I'm going to my Western trained surgeon for sure. There's no concept of the body being able to heal itself given the right tools in that approach. Exactly. Yeah. So what, what do you attribute the, 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 the success that you've had so far too. What, what do you think is, I mean, I know that it's, it's a, it's a series of things. It's probably not just the one thing that you did. It's like, Oh, I discovered this, but what was that first step that made you think, you know what? I think they might be wrong and there might be, you know, a solution here. Yes. Um, for me, my first step was, was diet change. Um, I had, kind of comically gone gluten-free to support my son who was 12 and diagnosed with celiac. And I thought, well, I'm going to, you know, just support him and we'll just go gluten-free together. And it was, that was when I had the first aha moment of, Ooh, my pain is a little bit better now. It wasn't gone, but all of a sudden for the first time in a decade, I was improving. And so I started to learn more and, you know, create more diet change and experiment with different foods and took a long time, but I, I found the diet that was right for my body. And one of, one of the things being high fat, I grew up in a low fat family. And so I literally had starved my body of healthy fats. So that was a big key for me to, to return to, to full health. Yeah. We're, st we're starting to see a lot of, um, a lot of autoimmune disorders that, that do have that component. As a matter of fact, I would say that probably all of them. I, uh, we treated a lot of children with autism uh, back at the clinic. And one of the things, when we first started doing it, I had no idea what autism was. I, I'm not even ashamed of accepting that. I had gone through medical school, I had graduated, uh, and I didn't really know what autism was. I thought it was a neurological disorder. And I, then I realized that it was, it was a, a GI issue that was triggering our immune system. And it was more like an autoimmune disorder that was, that was causing all these, all these different symptoms. And just by fixing the diet, when we saw the changes that some of these kids had just with a gluten-free casein-free diet, it was, it was super eye-opening. So what was, what was the next step for you? Like once you, once you notice and you got like, oh, wow, if I remove gluten, I improve. What, what was your next step? What, what was the next thing that you, that you removed? Um, the next, I, I actually went, yes, from gluten-free to grain-free. Um, so that was my next step. And again, I felt an incremental improvement with that. Um, 
but I joke, you know, I was doing paleo all wrong at that point. Um, you know, I was still consuming plenty of, of sugars, just sugars from clean sources, right? So for me, it really, because I was self-taught, it really was very gradual. I don't know if there were functional medicine health coaches back then, but I sure would have... It- would have loved to get a little guidance. Um, and, and so, and then I went on um, for about two years. I, I remember telling everybody, thank goodness I can still eat dairy. Um, Cause my family was in the dairy business, my yeah, whole yeah. life, you know, generations. Um, and I, I was under <laughs> that misguided notion because I had never removed dairy. So I thought I tolerated it just fine. So for me, that was the last diet change that was like truly life-changing um, to really just bring that inflammation down to way closer to a normal level. And how did you actually start learning what things to remove? Was it was it hit and miss or was it that you were following certain guidelines or how were you learning? So f- my journey was, it was hit or miss. Like I said, some of it was serendipitous, right? Like, you know, healing through my son. Come, come to realize now I too have been celiac my whole life, but I had no idea. Uh, you know, nobody, cause back then nobody was testing, you know, thinking gut, gut connection, you know, there was no such thing. And so, yeah, just learning and experimenting and researching and what kind of pulled it all together for me and, and what got me to add the healthy fat back in, um, was I found Dave Asprey and the Bulletproof diet. And I thought, and I've never done a diet in my life. So it felt really strange. And I would choke down the fat cause it's like my head knows it's good for me, but like my, I'm not used to it. It's, it's funny you bring that up because I also, I also, so I was a recovering vegan for a while. Right. And, uh, and, and, and that's, it was actually through Dave Asprey and, um, and reading Bulletproof Diet that I, that I started to see things differently. And I was living in Cancun back then. And the only source or the only grass fed butter that I could get a hold of was anchor butter. But they only sold it at Costco and they only sold it in 10 pound bricks. I'm not even kidding. So the first time I showed up with one of those at home, my <laughs> wife, when we had not been eating butter at all, she's like, what the heck is this? And I'm like, it's butter because we're going to start eating butter. And she's like, how much butter are you planning to eat? So we had we had to actually we had to actually you know, we'd chop off smaller blocks and we'd freeze them. And, sure. and we had, we had butter for like a month, but even longer. Uh, but that, that's, that's how we got all, all started. So you do your bulletproof coffee as well. I do. I do. Um, and I did give up coffee for about six months, two years ago, just to make sure, you know, it was okay. And I did bulletproof tea. Um, okay. and thank goodness, Clean coffee agrees with me really well. So I, I love I love my bulletproof coffee. Now that you mentioned about clean coffee, and I want to back up a little bit about uh, what you mentioned on gluten. And I think that gluten is one of the things that we don't we don't recognize for what it is a lot of the times because if somebody doesn't show up to the doctor's office with explosive diarrhea and 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 bloating and incredible abdominal pain they're not celiac and they should be able to tolerate gluten. And what I always tell people is like, just remove it for a couple of weeks and then have a bowl of pasta. And you tell me how you feel. I mean, right now, I, I can tell right now when, for instance, if I drink a beer or if I have a pizza or certain things that have gluten that I normally would just 
ignore and just consume normally, my nose immediately, like about an hour later, I start getting like a super stuffy nose. And it's like, oh yeah, that was, it's the beer or it's the pizza or it's this. And it's not things that I have regularly, but when I do, and, and, and it's because I completely forget about it. But when I do, I, I start getting these symptoms. And it's, it's crazy how often I talk to somebody and they've experienced the same thing. Even my wife, my wife grew up eating bread here in Spain. And now she realizes that when she has it, she has those symptoms again. So it's crazy. That is the absolute trick. Everybody that I work with, we do some form of an elimination diet, um, depending on the level, you know, if it's an autoimmune client who's got a long history and is complicated, we might shoot straight for the autoimmune paleo approach um, because I'm a, a certified coach in that as well. Uh, but whatever level, until you remove the food, your body really cannot send a clear signal. I see it time and time again, almost, I, I've never had a client do an elimination diet and not have reactions to foods that they've been eating forever. Like nobody's ever said every food is perfect. There's, it's just never happened. And, and everybody's always shocked, but I've been eating that my whole life. How come it makes me so sick? <laughs> and you know what? That's actually, that's actually a very interesting thing that you just mentioned because not every food is bad for every person. Sure. I mean, there's, there's a few that are bad for everyone, like, like processed sugar, and that's not even food, right? But, but not every food is bad for every single person. And we need to understand and, and, and recognize that uh, because a lot of the times we just, we have been exposed to it for so long that we don't know what it is like to not have those symptoms. And that's why, you know, our son is two and a half right now, and he's never had gluten in his life. Uh, ever, lucky boy. Ever. Because we are, <laughs> we are like adamant about it. We're, we're obnoxious about it. Uh, I'm with you. <laughs> you know, and, and, and people say like, well, what he's, he's like someday he'll have, you know, cake or he'll have this. And I'm like, yes, but I want him to have it when he is conscious, when he's aware and he can link how he's currently feeling with what he had about an hour ago. Yes. And, and then he'll be empowered to make a decision based on, I know what's the price that I will have to pay. Like I do right now. I know that if I eat a pizza, I'm going to get a stuffy nose. So if I don't want to have a stuffy nose, or if I'm going to record a podcast, I cannot have a pizza before that. So why don't you share with me and with us really uh, a little bit more about your practice? What is it that you're currently helping your clients with? Sure. So I help clients all over the world um, with and literally any kind of autoimmune disorder. And under that is is the large umbrella, really any any inflammation related disorder, which is pretty much most chronic illness. Um, so, you know, at, while I, my passion is autoimmunity, I get amazing results with people with, you know, bad cardiac markers or blood sugar issues. Um, it, you know, we get the inflammation down in it and it all works the same. Um, so over the years I've created uh, what's called inspired living with autoimmunity and it's just through my journey, my education, my clients' journeys of, you know, a, a structure of all of the, the lifestyle areas that need to be addressed. As we mentioned before, diet's not the only one. It's, it's a big one. It's easy to go after. Um, but there's, there's a whole combination of things. We work with stress management and sleep and movement, uh, getting rid of toxins in the household all of those together, all of a sudden, you know, again, we've created that environment where the body can heal. And yeah, it's, it's remarkable. 
I think I think those are, you know, I'm very happy to see the world starting to recognize all those different things because you're absolutely right. I mean, diet is huge because it is the one thing that we do every day, three times a day, right? Sometimes even more, and 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 everything that we're everything that we're putting in is is having an effect in our bodies, and a lot of the times we don't recognize it because we think that we're just you know we're just eating or we're just getting energy and we don't recognize the, the whole host of, of, you know, things that are happening in our body, depending on what we're, what we're currently eating. But we need to also recognize the importance of our mindset, the importance of, of our mindfulness, the importance of our emotions, the importance of our sleep, the importance of our physical activity. So all those things are, are, are incredibly valuable. I just recorded earlier today a, a, a podcast with Maruka uh, from Raw Optics, and he talks a lot about his, his light diet, right? And about how, how we are affected from this lack of, of sun exposure. And these are things that we're not, you know, we're not used to considering. Now, yeah. there is one thing that I have failed miserably <laughs> at explaining to our listeners and most of the experts that I've brought on because they have this background in, in science and, and they're doctors and we're naturally bad at explaining things in, in, in an understandable way. So can you help me shed some light for our listeners on why is inflammation bad for us in a, in, you know, in, in our everyday life? Because, you know, inflammation is, is one of our building our repair mechanisms when we, you know, when we hit ourselves or, or things like that. But what, why, why is that such, why is there such a big emphasis on getting rid of inflammation currently? Sure. Well, I'm happy to give you the lay, <laughs> lay woman's <laughs> words of, um, so as you mentioned, you know, inflammation is, is so important to our health and well-being. We do need to respond, right? And then that's the body's healing mechanism. When you have chronic inflammation, however, say, you know, um, you're, you're, break, you're breaking down the body's system. So your body is always falsely responding, right? So there's, there's no cut to heal you know, there's no injury to, to, or bacteria to attack. Um, and in the case of autoimmunity, back to the whole gut thing, you know, this, most people with autoimmunity have leaky gut. Um, and this in, inflammatory response that's created again, is an over response, um, especially, you know, with certain, certain illnesses like Hashimoto's, you know, where dairy proteins look a lot, you know, to the body or identified, like thyroid protein. And so instead of just attacking the dairy, now the body's attacking the thyroid. And so it's, it's really creating over time, this chaos in the body that's going on behind the scenes, you know, and we're all so good at adapting, you know, we're fatigued, but we, we push through and we're not sleeping well, but we get used to it. You know, we accept, I hear it all the time, you know, I'm just getting older. No, that doesn't mean you have to be in pain and exhausted. That's not, <laughs> Um, so I don't know if that if that explains it if that's a too lay person approach for our listeners. Um, it's, it's it's a much better explanation than I've done in the past <laughs> uh, for for sure because I keep getting questions about but why is it so bad but why is it this and why I don't understand so uh, you know that's that's the reason why as a matter of fact and I'm I'm going to be very you know very honest with you a, a very good friend of mine and and this is someone I've known since we were in elementary school and so we literally grew up together he has been struggling with uh, with an autoimmune disorder for several years which for the longest time 
was not adequately diagnosed. And, you know, he had, he had different treatments and he saw different specialists and it's manifesting a lot in his eyes. So he saw hundreds of ophthalmologists and he was just tired of getting surgeries and having things and getting things done. And recently he told me this was November, December, he was about to start a, an autoimmune diet. And so he started it. And literally a couple of weeks later, he told me like, you have no idea how well I feel. He's like, I, I, and he's shocked that the mainstream doctors that he's visiting, all these rheumatologists, all these ophthalmologists that he's, that he's seeing in different countries, he's seeing doctors in, in Mexico, in the U S and in the UK, probably even here in Spain, because he's currently living here in Spain as well. They haven't been able, or none of them even thought about suggesting this. So it's, it's, it's incredibly sad. On, on the one side, but it's incredibly empowering on the other side that, you know what, there are solutions and there are a lot of the times doctors who are wrong and, you know, we should, Absolutely. we should seek for, you know, our truth. Absolutely. And I'm not opposed to prescriptions or medical treatment. Um, it's just unfortunate that, you know, the approach is this, you know, you're, you, like you mentioned, the ophthalmologist for the eyes and the rheumatologist for the pain and the as opposed to when and they draw and they draw from a very limited set of 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 knowledge and of expertise and of experience like well but it, but he's shadowed so and so for so many years yeah but then then he's only got that one idea right really knowledgeable about this one little part of the body and they're they're practicing with their hands tied and they're not you know they're not very welcoming to innovation. So it's, it's, it's a challenge. And I just wish, and that's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast. And we want to get this information out there because doctors can be wrong at times. And it doesn't mean that they're evil. It doesn't mean that they are not well prepared. It doesn't mean that they want to harm you, that they don't care about your health. I don't believe in those things. Nobody goes into medicine and is, is tortured for 14 years to get a degree <laughs> just because they want to do, you know, they want to be evil, Right. Um, so it's, so it's really, really good what you're, what you're currently doing. Now you mentioned that you work with patients who have autoimmune disorders, but also other things. How are these other patients finding you? How are these other people finding you? If it's not, if they don't have an autoimmune disorder, if they, if they don't have an autoimmune disorder, um, they're usually referred by their physician. I work in cooperation with some amazing functional medicine docs. Um, and so they will, they'll send me a variety of cases or they have cases where somebody really wants to improve and they're willing to do the work, but they keep, keep coming back time and time again, and they haven't been able to figure out how to execute, then they'll send them to me. And, um, you know, I just do a happy dance when, you know, six months later we do labs again and all their markers are normal or they're off their metformin or, you know, it's, I love it. So I do get just as thrilled, you know, with any, anybody taking that power back. On, on medications, if that works for you, then, then, then so be it. But, but I, what I never liked was that that sentence is like, okay, so this is what it is. And, and you have no option. Like, no, you do have an option. And you know, it's, it's great that there's people like you who can help patients achieve that. Other than diet, what are, what are the other different areas that you, that you work with them? In? So I second to diet always is stress management. Um, I have had the occasional client come in with their diet already dialed in 
Um, and I think, oh, what am I going to do now? And, you know, usually their stress level is through the roof. And I say second to diet, they're pretty, pretty equivalent as far as, you know, drivers of inflammation. Um, so, and, and again, just like diet, stress management is unique for everybody. I know it's a matter of finding what works for each individual person, um, what that looks like in their life. So I personally have had a meditation practice for years after diet. That was the second big step that all of a sudden, you know, my sleep was better, like remarkably better. Like I woke up with energy in the morning. I hadn't done that in a decade. Um, so for me, once we start to get those responses for ourselves, like you were mentioning with, with, you know, eating foods, understanding, connecting the food to the consequence, right? That's so different than saying this is an anti-inflammatory diet and this is how you need to live. It, it's, you know, finding what foods work for you and knowing what those consequences are. It reinforces the good behavior of avoiding. I won't share what happens to me if I eat gluten, but I promise you I haven't had gluten in a long time. <laughs> it's been years. It is never worth it. Um, so stress, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's something more embarrassing than a stuffy nose. It's not a stuffy nose. I get that from dairy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little more incapacitating than that. Not so much embarrassing, just, um, I don't know. And again, I ate gluten for my whole life and didn't realize I had a problem. Um, so it's the same with stress management. It's finding, helping people find that tool, whatever it is that can be done on a regular, dedicated, daily basis to start to bring those cortisol levels down and start to let that information and inflammation settle. I think that contrary to diet, uh, mindfulness is really, really hard to get people to buy into because number one, it's easy to do. And number two, you don't really get any immediate results, right? I mean, when you're, when you're eating, you might not get immediate results, but at least you know that you're going the right direction. With exercise, you feel really good right afterwards. But with meditation, I mean, a lot of the times, I mean, most of us do feel good afterwards. But when people just start, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I just wasted five minutes. I just wasted 15 minutes, right? And, and they're always wondering whether they're doing it wrong or whether they're, they're doing the right thing. Uh, they're sitting still. But, but if you can get past, and what I tell people, if you can get past the first week, then, you know, it, it, it becomes, it, it gets easier and you start seeing the benefits. And I shared about this. I had, a, I had the chance of, uh, of talking to Ariel Garten and, and she's the founder of this company called Muse that they do this uh, brain sensing um, devices for meditation. It helps you actually learn how to meditate. And funny thing, I learned how to meditate with that device and I got that device from a bulletproof conference several years ago that's where i got was introduced <laughs> that's where i was introduced to the whole thing we, we, you and i were probably the same conference that year i'm sure um, so i'm also a bulletproof coach so oh there I, you I go them all so there you go there you go yeah. so yeah probably that's 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 where the whole thing uh, started but anyway i was sharing with her how how that's the one thing that got started and and my wife now can tell if 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 i've been missing a day or two and, you know, the people around me at the time, the people that I was, the, you know, the, the guys in my team, they saw the difference in, in, in how I was reacting because I was very reactive before doing it. I was, I was just very, you know, short fused and short tempered and bad tempered. And it just, it just wasn't serving me. And I realized later on, and, and it obviously helps you manage your stress. 
Absolutely. And I wasn't laughing at you that your wife would notice. I, I had the similar experience. Um, oh, don't worry. I, she laughs at me all the time. So I'm <laughs> I, but that, you know, our loved ones are really good input if we can handle it, you know, the honesty. Um, I had the same experience with my daughter who was then a teenager when I was in several months down the road in my meditation practice. And I was doing Ziva meditation, Emily Fletcher's program. And so I was meditating twice a day and I always hit the morning, but sometimes I'd miss the afternoon meditation. And if I missed it for more than two days in a row, my daughter would say, mom, do you need to meditate? (laughs) I apparently am not as self aware as you. I thought I was fine, but she would notice. She said, how about if I drive and you meditate while I drive? (laughs) 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 <laughs> exactly. So it, it, it does, it does play a huge role. And, 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 you know, just to, just to pile on, on, on the importance of stress, especially with somebody who has a diagnosis is the mere fact that you have a diagnosis and that a lot of the doctors, a lot of the books out there, a lot of the Google searches are telling you that you're going to have that for life. That in and of itself is, is, is another, you know, huge, huge driver of stress. Absolutely. Everybody with autoimmunity, I say, you know, diagnosis or not, really, anybody struggling with chronic illness, you know, when you're, when you wake up fatigued in the morning, and you have to work that much harder, just to participate in life, that's a chronic stress, for sure. Absolutely. And, and, and that again, you know, it's, it's just a vicious cycle where you get more inflammation and then you're, you're affecting everything else. Now you also mentioned, or you spoke a little bit about sleep. Yes. Um, I think, I think sleep has been finally getting the right place. We're, we're starting to get past that whole hustle mentality that if I, you know, if I need to sleep just two hours, I'll sleep two hours. Uh, and we're finally realizing that nah, you, we kind of need those eight hours. Uh, so what is, what is your take on that? I couldn't agree more. You know, the body's doing some really important stuff when we're sleeping and a lot of it, it only does when we sleep. So such as, such as detoxifying, um, is, is a big one and healing is another one. You know, when you're shorting yourself of that and, and often the people that I work with, you know, they want to sleep, but they're in pain or they're, you know, so there's often a lot of factors that play into it. Um, and I don't say everybody needs eight hours. I, I do, (laughs) I'll admit it. I, you know, I can get seven here and there, but like consistently I need, I need eight hours most nights to be my best, to perform my best and to feel my best. Um, you know, but if you're a six hour a night guy and that really truly works for you, then I say, great. The, the the statistics are piled against you. There's only like 5% of the population who can really- It's a very small percent. Function in, in, in less than five hours. The one thing that does change a lot is is your, your chronotype. So some people might, you know, might fall, you know, go to sleep much later uh, than others, but but we all still need those eight hours, you know, seven, eight hours at the, at the very minimum. And uh, like you very well said, you can get away with seven or six you know, every, every now and again, but, but, but not, not for a long time. Now, out of these things that you help your clients with, what is the one thing or, or the one or more than one thing that you get most resistance from? Oh, <laughs> depends on the client. Um, I would actually say the big two, I would say diet change and stress management or the word, you notice, I don't use it often. The word meditate. 
Um, yeah. People, like, oh, the hackles go up. I've tried it. I can't do it. Um, and, and same with diet, you know, cause the word diet, I don't mean diet as in, this is a diet that you're on for a short period of time. This is, this is your new lifestyle, right? This is just how you feed your body. Um, and, and so many people come to me with so much history with both of those things, um, with a lack of success of following a diet or an eating plan. And, um, that I would say those are the biggest areas of resistance that I see. Well, I think that I think that when people learn about an autoimmune diet and they realize, you know, it's very easy for them to focus on all the things that they will no longer eat. But having said that, remember this friend that I was telling you about. I spoke to him in November and I, in, or December, and he told me about this. And I said, "Oh, so when are you starting?" He said, "Right after the holidays, because we're traveling to Mexico, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have to stop doing all those things." And when I spoke to him afterwards, he was like. I should have done this before. It would have been hard being back at home and and not being able to eat those things. But feeling how I feel today, like pff, I would have, I would have done it. And 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 that seems to be that seems to be the, the 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 consensus. But it's still a big change, isn't it? It is, and and I do think the magic is when we when we are feel when we get to that point where we've reclaimed our life, right? Then. It's reinforcing enough that, that, and it's really, it's meal by meal, day by day, you know, vacation by vacation. And I will say the whole holiday family history, emotion connected in with all of that tends to be the the biggest hurdle for most people with with creating that change. Um, Their comfort foods, you know, I want to eat what my mom used to make me. When I was my son with celiac says, remember when I would feel sick and you'd give me saltines? And I'm like, God, yes, I do remember. I'm sorry. You know what? But but that exact that example, that example just goes exactly. And and, and I, I do want to emphasize it because I know that a lot of our listeners are moms and dads and sure. who listen to the podcast and and then they contact me and say, like, oh my God, I'm the worst mother because I've been doing this for so long. And like, no, 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 we because you were not. Know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You you make the best decisions with the information that you have at the time, and like now, if you do it now, then you're being a not so great mother. But now you've got new information. Now you've you've you're empowered to make better choices. Look, my dairy farm family, we ate margarine in the '80s, like we did. Oh God, how horrible is that? You know, when I finally healed and learned, I did go through this little period of like anger. <laughs> Like, well, you do, of course, and you're trying to blame someone and you're trying to to do those things, but then you realize like, you know what, nobody makes those decisions wanting to hurt somebody else and nobody made those trying to hurt themselves. You you make those decisions thinking that it is the best thing you can do for yourself. And I think that's one of the big challenges that that, that people, you know, that people will often go through, especially with somebody, you know, like, like the kind of clients that you have, it's like, they've been doing it for their entire lives. And suddenly you go and tell them, you know what, the problem isn't really that you were unlucky. The problem is that you've been doing this right. for your entire life. Right. Yeah, it's it's a really it's a huge mind mindset shift and paradigm shift. And that's why I so appreciate you and what you do and being able to talk to you about. It. I I don't want to sing it from the rooftops like no you can heal, you can heal. I my best day in the past 5 years was when my rheumatologist dismissed me. He said there's like I'm here but there's no reason for you to ever come back. On great guy, unfortunately, he didn't take the next step and say, 
what are you doing so I can help my other patients? That was, that was my next question. That was my next question. I, I was just going to say like, please tell me that he asked you what, what you're doing and, and to make sure when, whenever I hear someone say something like that, and they're like, oh, I went to see my doctor and he said that what I'm currently doing, it shouldn't be working, but that if it's working for me to just keep doing it instead of just saying, listen, let's, let's figure it out. Let's see if somebody else is going to get those same results. Right. Yeah. But again, I'm going to take what you said before, which is probably the case that, you know, somewhere in his mind, he probably thinks I was misdiagnosed that whole time. Yeah. Well, that, and then you have to couple that there's, there's, there's also a lot of, of red tape and in, in the practice of medicine. Oh, sure. And if doctors were able to really just, just practice. And the thing is this, you go down there and you develop your skill set and you learn a bunch of different things. But the problem is that then you're supposed to follow a set of guidelines. You're not allowed to say, you know what, based on my experience, based on the things I've learned, based on the things I know, then I think this could work. Because the moment that you do that, they're, oh, no, 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 that's, that's not part of the guidelines. And, and you can get your license revoked and you can get in trouble. So, a lot of them, they're like, you know what? I'm really, really happy for Julie, but um, yeah, have, have, you know. Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, he's, he, he, you know, what do they get? 15 minutes per patient. You can't help somebody create lifestyle change in 15 yeah. minutes every four months. Like that, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. So. We, we, we used to get really disappointed when we were, uh, when we were doing the stem cell treatments. And uh, a lot of the times we knew that we could help a patient. We could help improve them. You don't cure anything with stem cells. And it's important to put that out there, but you could help them, you know, improve their quality of life, do all those things. And, and, and then they would say like, oh, let me just talk to my doctor. And I knew how that went 99 times out of a hundred, the doctor would talk them out of it. And my idea was always, you know what, if I could just get that doctor to understand and to see what we're currently doing, uh, that'd be great. And most of the time they don't even want, I mean, they, they can't agree with you because of all that red tape. And when it really clicked was when the same doctor who would talk one of our patients out of it, then had a relative who could benefit from our services and they would put him in touch with us. You know, it's the relative. They're, they're trying things that are out of the box because they realize that their toolbox cannot, does not have the right tools for this. So, you know, thankfully, I think, you know, part of the silver lining, part of the silver lining, and I've been having that, uh, that, uh, that conversation with some of our colleagues as well, is that I think that with this whole outbreak, a lot of things are going to change in healthcare and healthcare delivery. And uh, a lot of doctors are, are tired of the red tape, and I think that's going to change. So I'm looking forward to that part of this outbreak. I so hope so. I know there are going to be several silver linings. Um, and I really do hope that shift is complete. So Julie, this has been so far a great interview, but but there's still some things that I would like your help with. For those of our listeners who are listening to you right now and who don't have an autoimmune or who think they don't have an autoimmune disorder or a food sensitivity or a chronic diagnosed chronic disease, what would you like for them to take away from this conversation? What are top two or three pieces of actionable advice that you could give these people to start improving their life? Um, so the beauty of what I do is it works for everybody. So I've had people that I've worked with that say, you know, I feel great except for this one little thing or, um, and I would say, unless you spring out of bed every morning 
right? And feel amazing, have no aches and pains, feel younger than you felt last year. It is worth taking a few steps um, to, to see if you maybe have some inflammation brewing that you could get rid of to feel so much better. So one of the things I, I recommend for the general public, um, I mentioned before, I love elimination diets. Um, I'm also Whole30 Coach because it's such an accessible program that's free for the general public um, that, that basically you take away the, this handful of inflammatory foods for a month and you reintroduce them really methodically and see. So it's a great chance for people to explore you know, their, their, their bodies and what really should they be eating? What should they be limiting or what should they be avoiding? Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a great one. And absolutely right. I think everyone could benefit from it. And, you know, worst case scenario, you're going to eliminate all those things for, for a couple of weeks, and then you're going to reintroduce them and you're going to feel exactly the same. And then it's like, okay, great. I did it. And nothing affects me. I highly doubt that. (laughs) I do too. Thank you. (laughs) Or bulletproof diet. That's another great one. You know, any, any accessible, diet, you know, program like that, that where you're the first one that I, the first one that I learned about, and, and I don't remember if I tried it, but it was uh, JJ virgins. So the virgin diet was, you know, it's, it's also basically an elimination diet. Except I didn't like it because, because she asked you to take off eggs and it's like, kind of like that's, that's a food group. (laughs) I understand. I eliminated eggs last year just to see, (laughs) um, because that's another one in the autoimmune protocol that you eliminate is, is eggs. And I will say in the autoimmune population, they do tend to be a bigger problem for people. Thank goodness. It is a food group for me too. Somebody asked me, what's the one food, you know, that you have to have in your house right now. And I was like, eggs for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We go, we go through, we go through 36 eggs a week here at home and it's just my wife, myself and our yep. baby. That's it. And uh, some weeks we don't even make it. It's like, Oh my God, there's no <laughs> eggs. And we're not going back out until tomorrow. Or we're not shopping at a tomorrow or the day after, you know, just devour them. My wife is pregnant and she has three or four eggs. Funny thing. She's been going here in Spain. It's, it's public health. So everyone has access to that. And since she's pregnant, she's going in there and the dietary recommendations that are being given to her, by the public health system here in Spain are shocking. They're telling her to eat pasta. They're telling her to eat grains. They're telling her to eat rice. They're telling her to cut down the, 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 the fat. They're telling her to just eat egg whites. And she banned me from going to the, the, the consult <laughs> with her because I, I it's understandable. <laughs> She's like, you cannot come, with, you, you cannot come with me anymore. So now she goes on her own and, uh, and, and she just comes back and, and, and tells me and like, I, I can't believe they're saying this. And they're asking me, what did I eat? And so I, and I'm like, what do you tell her? And I said, <laughs> she says, well, four eggs and bacon. <laughs> like, you should have seen her face. <laughs> that must have been a fun one. But but yeah, we're shocked. We're shocked by the recommendations that they're giving out five meals a day and the rice. And uh, I mean, it's, it's carbs, 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 low fat. So we still have some work to do for sure. <laughs> we definitely, it's not that much different in this country. There's still that push for whole grains and oh, no, you know, no, 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 no. I'm not bashing Spain. I'm bashing yeah. the health establishment in general. Well, and that's. That's one of people ask me all the time, you know, like, why is autoimmunity on the rise? And in the early 90s, they actually taught autistic children. So I love that we have that overlap, because that was the beginning of the parents that were ridiculed, you know, for holding orange dye away from their autistic children and seeing the improvements and, you know, starting to play with the diet and the, and the connection. 
Yeah, and and every every day, every day that goes by, we have more frankenfoods out in the marketplace. We have less quality. We have less real foods out there. You look at all this big push for veganism right now, and you look at all that processed schlop that they're passing out for for food and and they're like well you should eat the this is this is healthier and this is planet healthy and like how can it be better for you or for the environment to eat that amount of processed crap because that's that's literally what it is and we're seeing more and more and more of that in in everywhere and it's no wonder that we're seeing more autoimmune disorders it's no wonder that we're seeing more cognitive uh uh, problems. It's no wonder that we're seeing more Alzheimer's, more heart disease, more of everything that's killing us. So, yeah. So, I mean, that is, it's the, I, it's the top problem and it is a global problem. I mean, you, you even look at smaller countries where, you know, they, they lasted a whole lot longer with what I would call real food. Um, but you know, we've, we've managed to invade, <laughs> get our, <laughs> get our junk over there. So it, it is, it's a big challenge and opportunity and it's not something that can't be turned around. And I think the more people understand and, and vote with their dollars, so to speak, and exactly. stick, you know, I used to laugh at the whole idea of sticking to the outside of the grocery store. I go two places in my grocery store. I get, I, I go to the produce section and I go to the meat section and I leave. So yeah, I think that it's just a matter of us beating the drum harder, louder, longer. For sure. And for people sure. will learn and catch on. Yeah. Now you're not getting off the hook so easy. You just yes. gave us one piece of actionable advice. Yes, so we're still yes. missing at least one more, two, <laughs> if you're feeling generous. I want to give you two because awesome. they're, they're just all so important. Um, so we talked about stress management. So I challenge your audience to create, whether it's sitting outside in nature, which is one of my favorite, or if you're lucky enough to be somewhere where you can go for a walk safely right now, walk in nature. There's so many free meditation apps, like you don't have to spend any money, experiment, explore, but give yourself 10 minutes a day to start with. Um, so it doesn't need to be life changing, but it will change your life. So there's, there's that Buddhist uh, saying that, you know, that they, they say that, or they told one of these old masters, these, uh, how long you should meditate. And he says, well, you should aim to meditate for at least, or for five minutes a day or for 15 minutes a day unless you don't have time, in which case you should meditate for an hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that is one of the, the biggest people, you know, I don't have time. I don't have time. You will expand your time if you commit to the practice. Um, so whatever that looks like for you, it could be, you know, five minutes petting your dog and really being present with your dog. Like I really like get creative people. <laughs> I have lots of clients that their mindfulness time is art related right now. People are home. So that's kind of a good thing for people to get in touch with. Um, tai Chi is also a good one. Yes. Very, very good. Um, so that's, that's my number two is <clears throat> let's get that stress reduced, especially, especially now, like, you know, whose stress level isn't slightly elevated right now. Um, just if for no other reason, just the changes. So yeah. that's a great tool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Julie, I, I, I do want to acknowledge you not only for taking the time to join us uh, very graciously. Wait for me that I was late. Obviously, people are listening to this and they don't know <laughs> that, that we started recording late. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, you know, you've, you've, you've 
been very, very uh, kind with your time uh, with us here. But I do want to acknowledge for you for the work that you're currently doing. You're absolutely right. I think that that more people need to know these things. More people need to learn that there are solutions to their problems, that there are things they can do in order to improve their life and to stop suffering and to stop living a less than amazing life. So the fact that you're spending your time doing this is, is, is really, really good. And I do want to acknowledge you for doing that. So thank you. Thank you so much. I am genuinely passionate about what I do. Um, and I love that you said amazing life because that's, that's what everybody should be striving for. And that's what we all can have. It, it doesn't just have to be survival that is at its meekest, you know, it, it should be amazing. So Exactly. Exactly. So where can people go and find out more about you and what you're currently doing and how you can help them out? Absolutely. People can, best way to reach me is through my website is juliemichelson.com. There's no A in Michelson. Um, it's, it's spelled, I say it's spelled wrong. It's M-I-C-H-E-L-S-O-N. Um, or I'm julie.michelson on Instagram, Julie Michelson coaching on Facebook hit me up at any of those spots. We'll, we'll put all of those links in our, in our show notes. Uh, you, you know, you guys listen to this, you know, the drill, just scroll down either on YouTube or in your podcast app, and you can find the links right there. You can just tap them and go directly there. Julie, any parting wisdom for our listeners? I want, well, first of all, really quickly, I want to add in, I want people, because I said three, so I want to give three um, super fast guys, get your sleep, especially with, if you're home right now, maintain that sleep schedule. Don't be binging Netflix all night long and going to sleep at, you know, four in the morning, maintain your sleep schedule. Um, and I really, I, I want everybody out there to know that there is hope, whether you're just not feeling as great as you used to feel, or, you know, you actually have a diagnosis of, of a chronic illness. Um, there absolutely are things you can do to take your power back and live your best life. Perfect. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Thank you so much for for sharing those. And you're absolutely right. And and that's why I also used it. You know, use use that expression uh, because we need to live a great life. And it's not normal to have aches and pains as we age. It's not normal to have low energy. It's not normal to have, you know, to be bloated. Uh, so we, we deserve to live a, a great life. Thank you so much for reminding us of that. And one final question. Did you have a good time here on the Highwood Health Show? I had a blast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Dr. E's Highway to Health Show, helping you learn the science of living ageless. Did you enjoy the show? Please like, share, and subscribe where you listen to podcasts. Dr. E wants to hear from you. Go to dre.show. Again, that's dre.show. Until next time, this is Dr. E's Highway to Health, helping you live ageless. So there you have it. That was my conversation with Julie Michelson. I hope you enjoyed it and got a few good reasons to try an elimination diet regardless of whether you have a diagnosed autoimmune disorder or not. What was your favorite takeaway? Tag me on Instagram or connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think. By the way, remember that you can find the links to everything we discussed in this episode in the show notes. Just scroll down to this episode's description on your podcast app and tap on the appropriate link. Speaking of links, remember to check out podcastinabox.co for all your podcasting needs. 
If you're a busy entrepreneur looking to grow a personal brand and instill trust in your clients, there is no better way to do it than with a podcast. To learn how the team at Podcast in a Box can help you do just that, simply head on over to podcastinabox.co and find out more. Oh, and if you already have a podcast and find it hard and time-consuming to keep up, they can help with that as well. Seriously, they're amazing. Just head on over to pocketsinabox.co and let them know that Dr. E sent you. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You've been listening to Julie Michelson and Dr. E talk about overcoming autoimmunity, battling inflammation, and living an amazing life. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you here next week. And remember, you are on the highway to health, and I'm your guide to get you there.